Welcome to Ministry Leaders Anonymous. My name is Chris Bartlett. And I'm Matt Rice, and we hope to provide a moment of sanity during a busy week of ministry. We've both worked in ministry for over 20 years and have seen just about everything. And as damn as we are, we are ready to dive into and bring light to the hurts, hopes, and hungers that every ministry leader has. Chris, in the little notes that we have for this, we have not changed it since we started this podcast, which tells me we've been running this podcast or doing this podcast for two years. Is it, has it been two years or three years? It has. That's it's, crazy. It's been two years or three years. It's one of those. <laughs> one of those two. It's been one of those two. Well, what are we talking about today? Take it. Blah, blah, blah. Today, Chris. You know, it's interesting. We are going to talk about an aspect of formation and then tie it into something that's going on in the Ablaze Ministry uh, universe. Like the Marvel universe, we have a, a, something happening in the Ablaze Ministry universe. And so we're excited yeah. to share that with you guys. But we wanted to kind of share the the origin story and, and lead up to what's taking place right now, which is live. It's going on right now as we speak, which is super exciting. But yeah, so that that's it. Very cool. Yeah, one of the things that we had talked about before this was thinking about all the different areas, or at least when I was thinking about it, all the different areas that ministry leaders need to um, utilize to equip themselves for ministry. Um, and we we talk about different aspects and different things like at different times you know, on the podcast, whether it's through mentorship, like having a mentor work with you to help you and develop you, having friends, you know, and then just going to see what other people are doing and informing yourself that way. There are a lot of different ways that ministry leaders form themselves. And so that we want to go through a few of those, you know, just briefly, because we've dove into each one of those, but then talk about like a little bit more, like some of the things ministry leaders do is read books and, and we should be reading a lot of books. And to read all the books we need to read, we need to multiply our times, we need to bilocate or whatever. Um, so or yeah, we we're need just to dive neglect in. those that we serve in order yeah. to form ourselves to better serve those that we're now currently neglecting. It's, it's funny because if you look at my dad's garage, he has an entire garage full of tools, like mm-hmm. just full of tools. And yep. when I was first just out of college, I had a hammer and a, a multi bit screwdriver you know i had the different <laughs> heads that you could plug in one of those maybe, the, oh yeah that one okay I yeah gotcha. a multi-tool and maybe a drill right so that was my toolbox uh for that and then as situations have come up along the way that uh that have led me to get other things you know, shovels saws i mean there's i have different types of shovels i'm no longer just a a spade <laughs> type of guy you know we we just we we organized we reorganized my uh my garage i don't know if it was last year or whatever but my wife and my mother-in-law like commented they were like matt how many shovels do you need and they like they said you could open up like a lawn care service you have like 10 different shovels no and there's only three different kinds but i have the same shovel like in four different versions or whatever so i have way too many shovels yeah and and so anyways (laughs) long story short is where i am now I've grown my tools, literally my tools, always an analogy for a toolbox. But when, uh, God forbid, my father passes away, I get all the stuff in his shed. And I'm not going to know what to do with a third of it, you know, and yep. probably two thirds of it. Like, I don't know how to use all those things. And uh, and he had um, a lifetime of experience of doing certain things, whereas I'm kind of half doing it and half outsourcing it, depending upon my time and things like that. Six kids is a lot and all these different pieces, but there's going to be things that I'm going to be, yeah, that should be in my toolbox, but I have no idea how to use it because I haven't put in the time to make that a reality. And that's hard when it comes to ministry skill set, growing our ministerial toolbox or even growing our toolbox as a disciple um, because there's an urgency to the gospel and there's a changing kind of reality of, uh, of the people that we serve 
that if we don't have some of those toolbox, uh, some of those tools readily available and kind of shortcut our way to figuring out how to utilize them, then we're, we're not going to be able to meet some of the needs. We're not going to be able to build the kingdom the way that yeah. God desires. Well, and how many times have you, have you worked in, in doing something one way only to like go over to a friend's house to see how they do it and they have a different tool? And their tool does it twice as fast as yours. And you're like, why am I digging post holes with a like uh like a like a shovel? And why am I not using a post hole digger? Like, right. or, and then and then you go to your friend's house and they have an auger, you know, and they and they drill those holes in like two seconds. If you've if you've never built a fence and you get called to build a fence, invest. D- don't do the, it. No, well, first, don't do it. No, um, but if you are building it yourself, like I promise you, it is worth the investment to rent an auger to drill the holes for you. Like don't try to dig it by yourself and save the 50 bucks or whatever it is. <laughs> Spend the 50 bucks and get the auger. It will save you so much freaking time. Yes. Yes. Random so, aside. But like now that you're talking about tools in the tool shed, it's just got me thinking about like different tools that we use and we see other people using tools and we're like, I want that tool. I didn't know an auger existed, you know, and you're just like, why? It would have made things so much better. And so, um, and, and most of the time when a friend tells me about it, they're like, yeah, and this tool, it, it was only like $7. Like seven dollars, I, I I have back pain that I spent more money on because yeah. I was using <laughs> this other tool and trying to make it do what this one did. You know, so it's I spent more money in ibuprofen than exactly. I did on that tool, and exactly. it takes a lot of time to spend seven dollars in ibuprofen. It sure does. It sure does. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so here we go. I was uh, I've been doing some youth ministry coaching and, and different things like that. The origin story of kind of this idea, and uh, and I've been talking to different ministry leaders. And I've asked them, like, okay, so you're running into this issue. Have you read this book? It really addresses how to do this. There's there's some tools in this book that would really equip you to do well. And they, I've had a couple of them even say, actually, I have that book, but I haven't read it. And what's their reason why they haven't read it? No time. I don't have enough time, right? Yeah. And that, yeah. that that's a real problem. And so um, I, I kind of share a summary of them, a summary of it, like, this is what you're supposed to do, or this how, or whatever. But... At the end of the day, like we do not have enough time to get what we need. And books are one of the best ways still to this day to learn. And there's a lot of different ways to learn from books. One of my favorites is through audiobooks. Matt, I know you're a big oh, fan yeah. of that as well. Absolutely. Um, but uh, but but that that's kind of where this idea came from. So just pause that story, pause that thought right there. Pause my thought or pause yours? Mine, that story. Okay. Yeah. I, I was about to say something. Well, so one of the things um, is like having been in leadership for so long, I have like a massive list of books that I, I suggest to people or I think would be good. And that list just continues to grow. And I've got a list of things that I haven't read yet that I want to read. Um, and it gets frustrating for those that I lead. I'm like, Hey, read this book. And then two days later, I give them another book to read. And it's like, well, you haven't finished the first book. No, Matt, I haven't finished the book you gave me two months ago. Right. Um, and so it's just nonstop. And then even when you think about it on audible, cause that's what like, I, I listen to books for the most part. That's, that's how I kind Consume. of get that information is, yeah. you know, while I'm driving, I'm listening to it and I'm even, I'm listening to it at two X. You know, and even though reading it out loud is slower than you can actually read physically, like 2X, I feel like it's probably similar to how I would read it without, sure. I don't know, whatever. Um, but even at like twice the speed, each book is like around four hours yeah, at least. Um, and so if you think about the number of books that you're trying to listen to, it's like I, I need to listen to, you know, what, 30 hours of books a year. And that's a lot. 
you know, like just to, just to maintain and like the whole, you know, law of leadership, that first law, the law of the lid. If I want to improve my leadership ability, I've got to continually be, um, learning, you know, how to be a better leader. And the only way to do that is like having people around you to learn from or reading books. And so it's like, well, if I, if I don't have time to do that, then I'm not going to improve as a leader. Yeah. And and technically we should be doing both, but in actuality, most ministry leaders aren't doing either. Right. Mm -hmm. And that, that is uh, a poverty in the church that exists among many. Yeah. We depend on that once a year conference to go and sit at the feet of some masters learn a little bit, don't write anything down, <laughs> just hope that we remember it. And that's that's how we are growing typically in our field and in leadership. And we drink from the fire hose during that two-day, three-day period. Yep. And and we come home and two weeks later, we're thirsty again because yep. we've forgotten everything except for what happened on Saturday night. <laughs> we've got like one or two yeah. things, you know, yeah. and that's yeah. it. Two, two or three know? takeaways and that's it. Yeah. So, um, so, so this is a concern. We need to be building our toolbox and, uh, and we do for a variety of reasons, but I think arguably with the changing of this age that we've talked about a lot about how we're in an apostolic age, just to stay relevant, we need to be learning just yep. to stay relevant, not even to, uh, to get ahead, but just to stay relevant. So this is a problem. And the, the other challenge is sometimes learning, uh, from books is inefficient. Yeah. And I, I hate to say it that way, but you mentioned the time component, the time investment piece, but they say that 80% of a book's content is found in 20% of the pages, yeah. right? And the so 80-20 that, rule like shows up everywhere. Yes. Like, that 80-20 rule is everywhere. And even, yeah, in a book, like there are some books where it's like, okay, I've read this paragraph over and over again. They've said the same thing 15 different ways. Um, and sometimes that's the way that you need to learn in that like that's the way it's done in the book is repeated over and over again so that you learn it. Um, but then also like that means you had to read that over and over again. Right. Right. Yeah. And so so with all this kind of coming together and through some discernment, I was looking at, well, what are some of the boxes or categories that not just ministry leaders, but that uh, disciples need to learn in? What are those things? And it got me thinking about, uh, well, the gateway to all sacraments, which is baptism. Baptism. Yes. <laughs> I like how you said it with a question mark at the end. <laughs> Like, like I, I had to answer really fast and I was like, man, I hope I don't get this wrong. You're a ministerial giant and you're like, is it uh, I'll take baptism for 500. Correct. <laughs> Matt, that's right. It's baptism. And in baptism, we have three anointings. We're anointed as priest, prophet and king, priest, prophet and king. And so I the, nailed that one. You did. Yeah. So Boom. those three, those three elements are areas that we should really <laughs> seek to foster and grow in. Right. Of course, it's the common priesthood. It's not the, uh, the ordained priesthood. Right. But that's that same priesthood in Christ that we are called to be holy as he is holy. Right. And yeah. so in that regard, we are first called to be vessels of holiness. And it's only from that that we overflow into others as ministry leaders. So a disciple is supposed to know God and make God known. But the first aspect is to know God. In the most simple terms, that's what the role of a disciple is. Same is true with a ministry leader. We cannot give what we do not have. And so knowing God, and knowing God on an intimate level, not on an intellectual level, that is what it means to be anointed as priest. It also yeah. means it also means sacrifice and a variety of, of other Levitical kind of implications. And I know you know those because you have a son named Levi, you know, and things like that. <laughs> but um, in the most basic kind of, you know, the, the eighth grade kind of sense of the thing, it's like we're called to be holy and be in relationship with God. And so how are we growing in holiness? How are we forming ourselves on a spiritual level? The second piece is the anointing as prophet, 
right? And this is this is more the intellectual knowledge, the head knowledge. How do we share God? How do we make God known, right? And uh, and so do we do we know the latest techniques and t- tactics? Do we know the demographic, the changing uh, demographic of Gen Z or the millennials and how they're parenting and, and different things like that, so that we can better serve those and share the faith in a way that they can receive it, right? Because if we share it in the same way that you and I received it, we would do it from a just from a stage. Because Generation X, we were used to a preacher, a teacher, and a and a television, like a center source. But yep. now millennials and Gen Z, they crowdsource it. They crowdfund their knowledge of the faith. And they do. They mm-hmm. do it through social media and things like that. And so how do we better know the faith and how do we better show the faith? And that's the prophetic kind of anointing that we've been given that we need to grow ourselves in. And then the third area is through we're anointed as king, priest, prophet, and king. And so that kingly ship, that kingly, kingly ship, I don't know. that Kingship. That kingship, that inheritance that we have is not just an inheritance in heaven, but a stewardship here on earth to build the kingdom of God. Jesus tells us the kingdom of God is at hand because our hands are supposed to do the work, right? And so in regards to that, we need to be leaders, leaders in a way that reflect the royalty that we are a part of, right? The inheritance that we're a part of. And so what does it mean for us to be formed as leaders in a variety of ways? And in the church, there's a few books on leadership, but in the business world, this is where Matt and I kind of really love diving into those books and then baptizing them for what we do here at Ablaze Ministries. Like it is so fun to take a good leadership book and then just twist it just a little bit so that it gets a little holiness on it and then just watch it bring people to Christ by the truckloads. It's amazing. Yeah. So so those are those are the three categories, which all of a sudden you're hearing this and you're like, well, great. So now do I have have to have three different sheds for these three different sets of tools? Well, and that's one, one of the things I was thinking of is like all the different areas that we need to be formed in as ministry leaders and then just also in our personal life. Like we need to be like growing as like in our vocations, like whatever our vocation is as husbands, as fathers, as mothers. So there are so many different areas that we need to be formed in and be learning from. So that means I need to be reading four different types of books, you know, every single month, you know, or I need to be focusing on those different things. And it's like, holy moly, how, how am I supposed to do that? How am I supposed to be using all the tools in all the different sheds or using all of these different tools all the time? And I think that we as ministry leaders need to reflect, are we well-rounded ministry leaders, right? And if not, that's that's actually okay if we have certain expertise in leadership or certain expertise in spirituality or certain expertise in catechetical knowledge. Like that, that kind of hones in on one of those three categories that we mentioned. And that's okay, but it's not okay if we're not surrounding ourselves by people who balance it out, right? So we can't be, we can't have a complete drought or complete poverty in any category, but it's okay for us to hold extra expertise in certain categories. So as the director of leadership formation at Ablaze, I hold extra expertise in the leadership category of those three that are shared. Um, And there's some people on our team that are like spiritual giants. It's amazing. And Deacon Ralph, when we had him on, he's a great example of someone who is extremely, extremely well-versed in the spirituality realm of things. I think he's probably a giant in all three. I mean, I just, Deacon Ralph is on a pedestal. But just because someone else is going to be like more of a specialized tool in that area, um, it doesn't mean you are not allowed or you're not supposed to be forming yourself in that area. Exactly. Because we cannot give what we don't have, and we have to show a holistic view of what it means to be a faithful person. And I see some people that have an amazing connection with Christ. 
um, but they don't know how to share it or articulate it. Yep. Or I see people who can share it and articulate it, but they're not people that lead in a way that compels other people to follow. Like they don't know how to, how to, you know, get people on board with that idea to listen, you know, and, and then God forbid, we've all seen the, the leader who is a very charismatic leader, but their prayer life doesn't exist. Yep. And they die on the vine in front of everybody with a microphone on their hand. And it's tragic. You know, or even, even like if all of those things exist, but the, the strategies are yesterday's strategies like how to share the gospel, how to share that information, how to lead. And they're leading like, like it's 20 years ago. Yeah. Like that's not, that's not going to work with this generation. So you've also got to be up on the signs of the times, like what's, what's going on in the world. Like what is, what is motivating people to, to do things, you know, what's inspiring to people. And we have talked ad nauseum on uh, from Christendom to the apostolic age. Yep. That kind of movement and that shift. The greatest tragedy that occurs in the parishes today, aside from mediocrity, right, is that many people are operating like it's Christendom. All we have oh, yeah. to do is host a program, people will show up, and then we'll go ahead and we'll retain them for the rest of their life. But yep. 80% of those walk away by the age of 23. 80% yeah. of those. So we have to change our strategy. It's absolutely necessary um, because the fruits that we're bearing are just... In, un, inacceptable, unacceptable, inexpressible. Sure. All of that. Inconceivable. There it is, <laughs> Princess Bride. Inconceivable. Inconceivable. <laughs> right? So, um, so okay, so all this is happening, and the Lord has put it on my heart. Like, how do we how do we respond to this? How do we answer to this on a wider scale? And that's where the idea for equipped came up. And so equipped basically is, in the shortest way to share it, is Catholic cliff notes. Catholic Cliff Notes, but not spelled E-Q-U-I-P-P-E-D. No, it's equipped with a T at the end. Equipped with a T. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Nice. And so basically the idea behind it, which has launched and gone live today, you can go to getequipped.us and you can you can sign up and be a part of this, is, uh, is that each month you'll receive a book summary in each of the categories, one spiritual, one in uh, formation, and one in leadership, or one in priest, prophet, and king. Right. Yep. And uh, and that will give you in about seven pages what that four hour audiobook would have given Matt. But at the very end, so it's all summaries through the lens of discipleship, which is yep. really cool. Um, well, for two reasons. One, we're not just trying to shorten the book for you. We're trying to shorten the book for you in a way that's relevant to your role as a disciple. Yep. And at the very end of each summary are the quips. Right. And so these are kind of bullet point action items. Okay. Now you just learned, you know, about interior freedom from Father Jacques Philippe. Now here's four takeaway action items that you can start doing today. Cause sometimes you'll get through a book and you'll feel inspired, but you're like, oh, after 16 hours of reading or whatever it is, I, I don't remember what the takeaways are. And so we yeah. put that right there at the end so that you can go. You grow and then you go and put it into action. I noticed that it's not just the the summaries, the written summaries. Like, are y'all doing audio summaries for each one of these? Yeah, correct. Yeah, so so they're available in written form or in audio form. It's the same summary. It's just we have yeah. the voice of equipped reading yeah. it to you. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So I, I don't have to like have that. I can actually have it on in my car or whatever if I want to listen to it on the drive or whatever. Yeah, those, those who, who are busy, busy people and want to be, this is what I'm, I'm doing. I'm cleaning my office while I'm listening to it because every ministry leader out there has a pile that they have just ignored for three weeks, six years, whatever it is. Yeah, you know what I mean? There's, there's a pile that can be, uh, 
can be addressed. So, that, so that's what I've been doing as I've been listening to these uh, audio versions of the uh, the summaries. Um, I need to do that because you can't tell from the video, but uh, my desk is a mess. <laughs> I just like everything back there looks nice and clean, but everything up here is a mess. <laughs> I, I literally know where the camera is, and sometimes I have to <laughs> push the camera a little bit higher so I have another. Yeah, because there's piles. There's piles. Another layer. Before. My yeah. pile's gotten higher, so I need to lift the camera up. Exactly. Um, so I do want to ask. So that like there are other book summary tools out there. Um, this one is obviously unique because it has the discipleship focus on each of the summaries, but it's also unique. And, and I was, I was curious about this. So I figured I'd ask you, you know, on the podcast, sure you have it, like we have it set up such that there's a community around it. So why not just give us the, the tools themselves, the, the PDF and the audio and not have any kind of community around that. What's the what's the purpose of the community around that? Because that's that's something that I think is intentional. You know, so why? Yeah. So we were created by community. The Trinity is a communion, a community of persons, and we were created for community. Ultimately, we go back into that, right? And so the idea, and we say, if you want to go quickly, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And so yep. to be able to process this and to be able to say, okay, so some of these ideas. Someone's like, I'm, I'm a mom with a kid with special needs, and they want to type into the thing, how do I apply this to this situation? And yep. then the community can rally around and support. This is what we do as Catholics. This is what we're supposed to do as Catholics. And so the idea that we're journeying together, and so the platform that Equip this is on is, is really a, a community platform where you can download or read these things, but also process it in the context of others who are journeying with it. You know, the ideal use for Equipped, I think, would be uh, that you have a group of people and everyone, you know, jumps on board and says, we're going to talk about this one this week or this one this month. Because I've sat through staff meetings where we've tried to go through one book and it's taken us over a year to get through forming yeah. intentional disciples because we're reading uh -huh. a chapter at a time and different things like that. And only meeting once a month. And, and it's painful, but but yeah. you go ahead and say, we're going to read this summary and then we come to the staff meeting and we're going to... Address the different takeaways from the summary and how they apply to our parish or how they apply to our team or how they apply to our married couples group or whatever it is. And boom, all of a sudden you're cooking with fire. Well, how much more fire can you cook with if all of a sudden you're like, and I read some of the insights and here's some insights that, that they sound like they're in a situation similar to ours and here were their thoughts on it. And so the idea and, is that yeah, we when you say together. insights, like other people's comments on the book. Exactly. You know, this is how this is how I've seen this play out in this ministry. This this is how I've used this in my ministry, and then you get to take that knowledge, take that community um, information into the the book study or whatever with with the other people. Because yeah. it's it's where the rubber meets the road. So yes, is it edifying in and of itself if you use it like a, a a shortcut audible for Catholic summaries and things like that? Absolutely, and there's a huge value out there. But I think that there's something more that God wants. And so we made sure that there was a community element to it so that we could journey together because that's what we do every Sunday when we gather around that table, right? And uh, and that's yeah. what we do on Equip. Well, and I can see as this thing starts to build and you get more and more, and like you get hundreds of summaries on there, that at some point someone's going to post in the cafe, hey, you know, I'm having this issue in my parish, which book should I read? Yep. Or what should I focus on? And then people are going to be able to say, oh, oh, this, this is the one that I read when I faced the same situation. Yep. And so that's, again, a great way for the community rather than you having to decipher for yourself where you should go. The community can help point you in the right direction. Yes. Yeah. So getequip.us is where it's at. I know this is going to sound a little pitchy for a minute, but the reason why I want to share it with you guys is it's at the lowest price that it will ever be. 
okay? So it's never gonna go lower than this, but it's a year, it's $5 a month right now. $5 a month is our launch price. It's gonna go up to probably around $12 a month once we get back into kind of normal season and things like that. But I want you guys to lock it in at $5 a month if you can, if this interests you at all. It's just, what, it, what is that? How many cups of coffee? 10 cups of coffee? It's literally one cup of coffee. Well, one cup <laughs> of coffee a month. Depending on where you're it from. One cup of coffee a month, but like- I know, but like 10 for the year? Yeah, 10, 10, 12 cups of coffee or whatever. So I don't drink coffee, so I have no idea. This analogy is broken down from the second it left my lips. But somehow they're always like, don't worry, it's only like a cup of coffee. And it's like, what What are you talking about, a cup of coffee? So, okay, so moving on. Uh, we, we want you guys to be a part of it while it's still, um, I, I want to say, under, I don't want to say undervalued. That's actually a horrible way to describe it. But it, it's it, it's 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 a steal right now. It's not just a yeah. deal. It's a steal um, because the value add that we bring at Equip is always going to be greater. But the other reason is because you guys are ministry leaders and you guys have been journeying. You're listening to this podcast because you want to better yourself, and so you'll actually be great addition to the community as well. So you'll add value as you receive great value as well. So a um, couple books I'm excited about. Brene Brown's um, Dare to Lead is on there. We've got a couple of Sherry Waddell's books that are uh, in the queue. Uh, we've got some Father Jacques Philippe on there, which he's just amazing. Um, we've got this book, Witness in the Formation section on how to share your faith, which I think is awesome because I feel like I know my faith, but and I've given testimonies and talks before, but the way he describes it is like you're coming out of the Father's heart. It's yeah. unbelievable. Anyway, so yeah. there's a lot of, there's a lot of amazing content already on the platform and coming down the pipeline. So, yeah. Yeah, and, and the good thing about this this model is, is like, I don't know how many like people that are listening has have done this where it's like, man, I really wish I hadn't spent the 4 hours reading that whole book. Um I wasted a chunk of my time. <laughs> I could have just read the summary and been been done. Um and but then there are other times when you you read a book and you're like, man, I want to read that again. Yeah. You know, and I want to dive into it. And so this, like this platform, I think it allows us to, um, to get the big takeaways, to get the big message, you know, from the book. And then if it's something that we're like, man, I want to dive deeper into that, get the Click. book. Click. And yeah, dive get into the it. book. Yeah. You know, so my, my favorite book to, to describe the first situation is Simon Sinek's Start with the Why. Okay. He literally spends 150 pages saying what the title already told me. <laughs> like if, if you want to get something done and you want a team of people to get something done start with the why like why are we doing this not what are we doing start with the why and then he says it in a different way and then in a different way and in a different way and that book got painful for me when i was like literally it's just like four words start with the why and <laughs> yeah, you're good you to already go. said this yeah 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 so <laughs> i do think that there is a vetting process if you are a reader and you enjoy reading or you're looking for your next book Get a summary and then figure out which one God is calling you to dive in all the way to um, that. That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, uh, getequip.us. Getequip.us. We also have social media and stuff like that. And so it's uh, Get Equipped Now. So Facebook slash Get Equipped Now, Instagram slash Get Equipped Now. And uh, you can see some of the different pieces we have up there. There's a video series that we have going on. Honestly, if you've listened to us for a while, you're going to recognize some of the pieces and you'll be like, hey, I remember that. Hey, I remember that. But it's uh, presented in a much more concise way than the five or six podcast episodes that took us to get there. And so um, it's actually worth uh, worth sharing as well. And that the, the video series is free to anyone. That's just a value add to bring them on board, help them understand kind of the reason reasons behind the what and you know, start with the why. And, uh, and the, the priest, prophet, and king, the anointings that I think a lot of times 
A, people don't know, and B, even if they do, they kind of forget. They're like, oh, that's nice. And you have this this gift, this gifting yep. of these anointings, and yep. then they go largely un- underutilized. So, well, yeah. we, need, we need, to, need to invest in each of those anointings um, to help them to grow. Yeah, because we were anointed with purpose and on purpose, and so there's a plan for that, right? What is yeah. the plan for that? And oftentimes we shrug our shoulders and we're like, because God loves us? It's like, yes, but why? Why did he anoint us in this way? Such a good question to uh, to reflect upon. Yeah, and I'm sure if uh, if people have books that they know that other ministry leaders need to read um, and that should be a part of this platform, do you have a, an email address or a, a process for them to do that? Uh, hello at ablaze.us. You can just go hello at ablaze.us and it'll get to us. Yep. Awesome. Anything else, Chris? Yes, something else. This is huge. Okay, so for anyone who has... Uh, ever led a big ministry event, it's like the week leading up to that event, you find yourself being like spiritually attacked in some way. Like, you know, your your car breaks down or you get sick or, you know, the, the internet, the printer won't work. I've had that so many times where I wanted to like send the printer into the, whichever Dante's ring of hell is made for printers that don't work during, <laughs> during retreat week. Um, but we're, we're going through that right now. And I just want to let you know some of the social media that we've done and, and, and the way that we've promoted it have brought people to the table who, um, who, who were a little bit toxic and that shook me a little bit. And, uh, you know, a, a friend of ours, it's like anytime that you do paid traffic to anything, you're going to get, you're going to get trolls and things like that. Um, but it just, it just it made my heart hunger for unity in the church, and I believe that this platform will bring that unity. Um, but we've got we've got some uh, some of that spiritual warfare going on right now. So I do ask um, two things: one, we're getting attacked, which means that God wants to do something with it. So that's kind of the silver lining. But the second is I ask for your prayers um, because I think that this can be a game changer. Because um, imagine what it would look like if the average Catholic, and we really want to make this accessible to every disciple, not just ministry leaders, but every single disciple. What would Catholic parenting look like if they had a resource that was pouring into them in those three categories, spiritual formation and leadership every single month? Like, I think this can transform homes. I think this can transform parishes, dioceses, and the church as a whole if we just got everybody formed in a better way. So there's something big that's happening here, and I just can't wait to see what God does with it. Yeah, so keep praying for us. Yes. Excellent, you guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Let's continue the conversation online. And there's two places now. You can do that at getequipped.us and sign up and be a part of that there. Um, But for things Ministry Leaders Anonymous, you can find us on the Facebook closed group. Yep. Please send any feedback you guys have to mla.ablaze.us and share this podcast with someone. And here at Ministry Leaders Anonymous, we believe that if you want to go quickly, go alone. And if you want to go far, we go together. Take some time this week to pray for other ministry leaders and to reflect on your anointings, your baptismal anointings as priest, prophet, and king. Awesome. We will see you guys next week on Ministry Leaders Anonymous. God bless. God bless.